Greetings and salutations. This is the Getting Dizzy Podcast. I'm your host, Derek Zardis, the dizzy in your hizzy. If you are a new listener, please realize that there are not going to be many of those types of jokes. And if you are a new listener, thank you for finding me here. However you got here, I'm glad you're here. In fact, my listenership is so small at the moment, I'd like to take a few moments, and if you're a new listener, go ahead and step up to the mic, introduce yourself, and where you're from. If you found yourself answering that question, that's great because I want this to be a conversation. This podcast is going to be about books that have changed my life. It's also going to be about the coaching journey that I'm on as I'm in a coach training program right now. And as part of the training, the first person we coach is ourselves, making sure that we have certain pillars of support underneath ourselves first before we go out and try and share it with others. For those of you who are coming back for a second or third dose of me, thanks for coming back. I really appreciate your support. They say that the third time is a charm, and if that's the case, what were you hoping to be charmed by? What wish were you hoping that I would grant? I wanna know. Reach out, let me know. I'm so grateful for those listeners, mostly friends and family who have reached out and told me that they really appreciated hearing the sound of my voice and hearing about what was going on in my life. But for those listeners who've been quiet, I hope you feel comfortable enough to start a conversation with me. Whether it's on Facebook, whether it's on an email, or whether it's on the podcast page that brought you to me. Whatever the case, I hope to hear from you soon. And to get rolling today, we're going to start off with the book recommendations. My first book that I'd like to recommend today is Brag. The Art of Tooting Your Own Horn Without Blowing It by Peggy Klaus. Now, I don't know about you, but I was raised that bragging is not good. That you should be humble. That a job well done speaks for itself. Or that um, humility will get you noticed. But the fact of the matter is, is I come from a rather loud, outspoken family. And so those sort of platitudes never really flew for me um, because even when they were being said, um, they were being said by my family who talked a lot and a lot about themselves. Uh, Self-promotion is something that my family did pretty well since they own their own businesses. Um, this book is really fantastic because being able to brag is something that we all need in life a little bit whether it is in our work, whether it is at the time we're getting interviewed or a yearly review, if you have your own business, if you have a side hustle, or if you're part of the gig economy, or even if you want to make sure that you're talking about the things that are most important to you, friends, family, kids, you or your own activities, and you're doing so in a way that isn't going to bore or um, annoy somebody as you're doing it. The book brag does a great job of breaking down when it's appropriate to brag and how best to do it for you. And the first rule that they follow is to be your authentic and true self. So this is a great book as far as what I'm trying to accomplish, which is trying to be my most authentic self. 
and doing it in such a manner that people know what I'm trying to accomplish. Brag, the art of tooting your own horn without blowing it will go through some of the myths about bragging. It'll talk about effective uh, self-promotion that is not too self-aggrandizing, but is brief and gets to the point. So I hope you get a chance to pick up this great book. The next book on the list is a classic. And I have to admit, it's going to depend upon the translation that you get. And that is The Art of War by Sun Tzu. I remember the first time that I read this book was probably back in high school. And it was good, but it was a little boring. Maybe it's because I was a bit of a peacenik at the time, and to truth to tell, I, I still am. But at the time, I didn't really see it as super effective for myself. The next time that I read it, I was in my 30s, and it was amazing how much of the book paralleled to my corporate career. In fact, it was really easy to read the book and substitute CEOs for emperors and generals for managers and then general employees for foot soldiers. Um, I got a lot out of this book. It continues to give me a lot. Even just simple things for leadership. Um, to sum up uh, the five ways in which a leader can lose the war is also how a leader can lose his team. So these are things that you should avoid. Things like recklessness, cowardice, quick temper, honor, um, being overly concerned for your men. Any of those big five are ways that you as a leader can, they say, lose the war. But I think you lose the war as far as what your team or the group that you are hoping to lead um, can benefit from. So The Art of War by Sun Tzu, if you haven't read it, I highly recommend you read it, uh, not necessarily as a treatise for war, but as a way to reach towards leadership and management and uh, personal interactions. The next book on my list is going to be Talk Like Ted. I don't know about you, but I absolutely love TED Talks. Uh, TED Talks are a, an organization that brings the best ideas uh, together so that people can collaborate and cooperate and have a larger picture of the amazing things that are going on in the world. And this book is about being able to give a TED Talk. So he, the author uh, is Carmine Gallos, and he breaks it down chapter by chapter about how anyone can give a TED Talk. Now, I'm a big believer that when I meet people, that everybody has something that they can teach me. Everybody. So if you're sitting there thinking, why would I give a TED Talk? Nobody wants to hear about the things that I know about, or everybody knows the things that I know. I, I would argue that point. And this book does an amazing job, chapter by chapter, of helping you find, once again, your authentic voice and seeing what you should be talking about or what people want to hear from you. And 
he also does an amazing job of breaking down how you can do this in a short period of time and focus on the topics that will really help people. Now, I'm fortunate enough that I had speech and debate as uh, one of my activities as I was growing up. So I went through a lot of these activities as I was in the speech and debate club. But if you have no exposure to that, if you never had a class on rhetoric, if you never had a class on public speaking, and you don't have the time to go to a great organization like Toastmasters, which will help train you on this by constant practice, I really think a book like Talk Like Ted by Carmine Gallos is an excellent recommendation for that. Last but not least, I want to talk about a book that has been sensationalized a bit and is a great bit of marketing, but it's also a terrific self-help book. And that is The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Boop by Mark Manson. So I am not at the point where I can figure out how to bleep out my expletives yet, and I don't want to list this as only an adult um, podcast. So you're going to get my version of beeping here. Um, but the uh, word begins with F, and then it's usually followed by a bunch of punctuation marks. So The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Boop by Mark Manson uh, is a very savvy and uh, marketing savvy book uh, that actually gets into some amazing concepts for self-compassion, uh, self-understanding. It is uh, not nearly as groundbreaking as you would think. Uh, it is certainly not as sub subversive as you would hope with a title like that. In it, he's talking about things uh, that I've already talked about here on this podcast. Things like um, the human suffering uh, and the fact that this is a shared uh, concept amongst us all. That failure is your way forward. That uh, just like I suggested with a book a couple weeks ago, the obstacle is the way that you grow more from failure than from success. And so the things that stand in your way help shape your success. Uh, the importance of saying no. Uh, the importance of uh, not focusing necessarily on happiness, um, but on solving problems uh, on a daily basis. So this is a great book but not for the reasons that you think. When I picked up this book, I thought I was going to get the kind of treatise that you get when I read uh, Steal This Book or uh, some other things that I thought were subversive at the time. But instead, what I found was a really well-crafted, introspective book. So that is The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Boop by Mark Manson. And that's the book recommendations I have for this week. Um, as far as the coaching is concerned, this was actually an off week for coaching. Uh, there's going to be two weeks on and one week off. And this was actually the off week, but they gave us so much new material last week that, to be honest, I was a little overwhelmed. And so I took my time and broke down the activities 
Um, if you listened to last week's podcast, I had mentioned going to the uh, Virtues in Action website, via.org, to find out what your unique uh, virtues are uh, as far as what is really strong for you as your personal virtues. Just to review, my own personal unique virtues, the top five were love, social interaction, love of learning, gratitude, and curiosity. And unfortunately, nobody sent me their personal virtues. And I can understand because this is deeply personal and perhaps you are not ready even to review them for yourselves, much less share them with somebody else. So in the process, we also were talking a little bit about the universal virtues. So um, a couple weeks ago, I had recommended the book Flourish by Martin Zelligman, who is the godfather of positive psychology. And when they went through all of this ancient wisdom, they came up with five universal virtues that are shared throughout time and uh, er eras. So those five universal virtues, and they kind of dominate our, um, our time today, include gratitude, hope, zest, curiosity, and love. Now, one of the exercises that I needed to do this week was to do an assessment of where those virtues are on my list. And what am I doing with those virtues? Are they virtues that I've kind of left behind in some way? Or are they virtues that I am applying to my daily life to bring more out of my, my life? So I was super excited to see gratitude and curiosity and love. Three of my own unique virtues are right there at the top of the list. Um, and so it was easy to do this exercise. So you take gratitude and then you are talking about, you're writing down at this time what you are grateful for in your energy, in your work, in your love. And what steps are you taking towards making that better? So for gratitude, it was easy because part of the process that I'm going through has us writing down in a journal or doing a gratitude activity every day. So as far as the steps towards being more gratitude, maybe moving gratitude from three to number one for me, uh, I have been journaling every day something that I'm grateful for. I've been taking a little extra time to write to people and let them know that I'm grateful for them even more than usual. So that, that was easy. As far as hope, I was fortunate enough to go through a program in the fall that said, what are my dreams? What, how am I going to bring my dreams to a reality? And one of the things that came out of that was the fact that I needed to up my ability to coach the people in my life who were floundering or needed help, how could I take what I had learned and share that in an effective manner? And so that's where I started doing this coaching program. So not only do you write about the hope of your 
future reality for what your energy looks like, your work looks like, what your love looks like, then you also need to talk about the steps, no matter how small they are, that you're taking towards in increasing that in your life. I was a little disappointed when I looked at Zest being in one of the, in the top five of the universal virtues and the fact that it wasn't in the top five of my unique virtues. I, I think that most people know me for my energy and my passion and the fact that Zest for me had actually dropped down to my top 10 and was actually the 10th virtue on my list uh, makes me a little bit nervous, um, but it completely makes sense because to be honest, I haven't had the energy in the past couple months. Um, the epidemic has taken its toll on everybody, whether it's on work, personal attachments, uh, achievements, things that we hope to get accomplished in the past year. And there is a disappointment in not being able to plan and execute better. So Zest has kind of dropped in my focus. And so now I really want to focus on what are the behaviors that turn me on? <laughs> well, you know, light me up. So what are the things that I am known for that then generate more energy for me? And I think that most people who know me, that they know that when I get excited, I get loud. <laughs> I, I lose a little bit of my volume control and that's just kind of who I am. So I'm checking my volume controls on a regular basis. I also am usually singing. And when I am in a good mood, I'm singing or whistling. And in fact, when I ask people about my superpowers, one of my chosen sisters made a point of mentioning that for her, I'm the best and happiest whistler that she's ever heard. And uh, I know that whistling gives me energy. So I know that I wanna be whistling a little bit more in my day. As far as curiosity, well, part of this program is exploring the things that I'm curious about, which is improving myself and helping others to improve them themselves. And so, uh, these books that I'm mentioning, especially if I'm reviewing them, or in some cases, if I'm reading them specifically for the coaching program that I'm in, are a large part of that curiosity. However, the question that was part of this sheet is what behaviors are you currently doing that could use a little work? <laughs> and I have to say that over the past year, I'm, I'm extremely... Uh, disappointed that I've put on so much weight um, in the past year that a lot of the weight that I had lost uh, and, and fought to lose is back on and has multiplied. I've gained about 11 or 12 kilos in the past year and five to six of them came just in the last 30 days over the holidays. I really took a step back into comfort instead of taking a step forward into growth when it comes to my weight and my health. And so a lot of my focus in the next couple weeks is going to be 
getting back on track with that and staying curious about where am I, where am I going off track, how can I get back on track? And then lastly, love. I love the fact that for me, love is right at the top of my unique values. And so the fact that this is on the universal values, how do you integrate more love into your life? Well, that's a great question. It's something that I ask myself every day. And in fact, when I am thinking about my best self, which this coaching program kind of drives you towards to try and imagine your best self and live up to those expectations in whatever way possible that day, I see myself as a being filled with love and sharing that love with the people around me. So I am constantly looking for ways to bump that up every day. And to a certain extent, including you in this podcast is one of my ways of trying to love myself better and make sure that my self-talk is as loving as possible and that the way that I talk to people is filled with love. So that exercise, which is going through the universal virtues and kind of giving myself a a quarterly review was really very helpful for me. But the exercise that I loved the most out of the last week program was a virtue tasting party. So there was a time where I actually hosted wine tastings. Uh, So for those of you back in my hometown in the USA of Hollowell, if you were at a tasting party, which most of those were blind tasting parties, this is very much a, uh, a tasting party where you are showing your virtues to the light of day. Uh, Each of the virtues is kind of considered a varietal of uh, wine, and we analyze the virtue on a specific day, whether it's today or yesterday. We kind of get the taste of the virtue in our mouth and try and consider, were we as virtuous as possible? I love the activity because they broke down the virtues with the classic virtues uh, coming from the, the ancient wisdom, such as wisdom, temperance, courage, and justice. And then they also approached the modern day uh, virtues that I just talked about, gratitude, hope, zest, curiosity, and love. And with this, You're taking a day in your life, let's take yesterday, and you're analyzing your day and thinking about how did I taste wisdom yesterday? How was my production of wisdom? Could I have made some better choices? Oh yeah, there's definitely some better choices I could have made in my day when it came to wisdom. I could have planned my day better. I could have utilized some of the time that I had a little bit better. Um, As far as temperance, I got off diet yesterday uh, in a big way. And so temperance is really just another term for self-mastery. And so as far as was I in a deficiency of of self-mastery yesterday? Sure. So you kind of taste the virtue and think, was I deficient in that virtue 
or was I excessive? Maybe I was too much uh, in this self-mastery and I wasn't self-compassionate enough. Well, yesterday, for sure, I was deficient and I was eating ice cream and cookies, which is definitely not where I wanna be now that I've recognized that my weight is way off. So then I put a little unhappy face by that and, uh, and then also talk about how I could improve the taste. So for those of you who have done a wine tasting before, you know you usually sniff the wine, you take a sip, you let it sit in your mouth, and then you swish it around and kind of bring out all the flavors. What did that self-mastery feel like yesterday? Well, it didn't feel very good. At the end of the day, I, I had ice cream and cookies, so that <laughs> kind of felt uh, a little good. But at the end of the day, the disappointment in myself really left an acid taste. It was a little sharp. It was almost like there was um, a really strong metal taste uh, to the wine of my virtue. And so what is one of the ways that I can improve with that? Well, making sure that before I eat food that I am logging it, that I am responsible. My food log is my is my uh, pair well with this, uh, with this deficiency in uh, self-mastery. And so once again, just examine a day with, with these tastes of virtues in mind. Was I deficient? Was I excessive? What could I pair? What kind of activity could I pair well with this virtue to improve the taste of that virtue. Um, the idea is that as a coach, we wanna become virtue connoisseurs. And I love this activity, I love the creativeness of it, and I love the approach. So this was uh, a huge thing for me. So with that in mind, uh, that is the week that is as far as book recommendations and coaching. Next week is a new module for me, so I will have tons of new activities and book recommendations, and I hope you'll join me for that. This has been Derek Zardis on Getting Dizzy, and I hope you have a fantastic day.